0: Good evening everybody, Mike Wiedenbach here, um, gyms and the creatures that live in them. So I came of age at a time where gyms were actually used for training, only, I know that sounds crazy. So it was a rather narrow population back then, people just wanted to get huge, right, it was very clear to as to who trained there. Then you know gyms became more for jam pub, which is obviously a great thing. And then they became movie studios. And recording studios, and you can't go anywhere without a tripod or microphone, and it's insane. But I don't want to sound like my dad, I'm just going to tell you things I've seen over the years. So, the one thing that always amazed me is that given the amount of stupidity, testosterone, and iron that you find in gyms, that not more stuff happens, right? So, in all my time, I've only seen three severe accidents, one of them just being purely bad luck. Two of them being incredibly stupid. Exhibit A. Guy goes in the squat rack, very sure of himself. Total moron, I might add. And he squats 135 wonkily. I'm like, all right, this is not great. Like, If my daughter squats this, I'd be impressed, but with you, I'm not. He puts on 225 and he gets two very debatable reps. I'm like, all right. Then, I don't know why, he goes to 405. I was like, how? And sure enough, he takes the weight out and it was like lightning struck him. He just, boom, fell to the floor. Disc out, EMT had to come carry him out. Hey, no, I don't feel bad for you, you moron. Why are you lifting this weight? The other one was probably a notch better. So it was a basement gym, AC broken in July. The guy was wearing a polyester shirt. This is important, pay attention. And then he was doing decline push-ups with his friend which is not a bad idea per se, but they insisted to put 45 plates on his back, AKA on his shoulder blades. And this gym had the old plates, you know, pure iron, relatively sharp edges. You can probably guess where this is going. The second plate slides off and chips off a piece of his finger. And it was like, it was like CSI. We had to bag it on like a cup with ice and wait for the EMT and the EMT, they were cracking up when they put up. I had never seen him again, he probably stopped lifting, you know, good riddance. So, like I said, the gym I started, you know, there was debatable fashion, leotards, mohawks, people had fanny packs with steroids, they were dealing, good times. Um, Squatting with the guy, and he had the big gorilla pants, the older listeners will know what I mean. And he squats, and he breaks them, and his underwear. And I was like, dude, I can't spot you anymore. Like, I'm taking a literal step back or two because there's way too much inside. He finished his set, though, like, you know, coolest to him, so then he left with his broken pants. Then we had a lady, I don't think she was all there. So she was running on a treadmill, so far so good. And she started taking clothes off. You know, first I warm up, I'm like, okay. But then she was running in her underwear at some point. And then she was about to take her bra off. So I said, look, there's not too many rules at this gym, but you have to wear some clothes. Just can't be naked, new rule, sorry. So nah, that was that. Uh, yeah, speaking of treadmills, so I, at the time, I used to work out in the Hamptons, which is like, for those that don't like, a rather wealthy built beach community outside New York. And the gym was horrible. There, I said it. It was a basement under Cinderella, which is a supermarket. You could smell the garbage, fat, no windows. So anyways, you wanted to train with weights, you were trapped. That's what you had to do. But there was also cardio, and we would get calls from mostly female members the day before, before they came out for the weekend, to block them on the on the sign-up sheet for the cardio. And they would pay us like a hundred dollars, and sometimes I would double charge two people because they never showed up. So long story short, they would come, and then there would be like X Y Z treadmill from ten to ten thirty, and then if somebody overstayed, there would be vicious cat fights, and I was thinking to myself. You paid so much money to be out by the beach. Like, why don't you take a bicycle or go for a swim, you want to do cardio. Why are you in this basement that smells? That was just really beyond me. You know, there was also a lady that was doing an hour of broomstick twists every day. I mean, okay, it's harsh on the spine, but also what does it do and who has an hour? I mean, how mind-numbing is that? Very strange creatures, very strange. Maybe I had a guy, it was a different gym, he had a great physique, like really, really good physique. And he asked me to spot him for like an incline press. I'm like, all right. So I go over and I keep slipping on his upper arms because he was wearing posing oil. Who wears posing oil in a workout? Like that was making no sense. And he wasn't even wiped the equipment. So that was weird. At these power lifters, they would do, I'm gonna say maybe eventually on a good day, shall we say six to eight reps on the hour. No, not on the hour sit, break, 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 talk to them. Anyway, when it was all done, that gym had what was called like some crazy weight gainer shake with like Oreos and peanut butter and ice cream and it was like 2,000 calories. And the one guy who already has a gut, he comes to me and he's like, I need the calories. And I'm like, you don't, trust me. You burnt like next to nothing. But, you know, he didn't listen. Then, he had another gentleman. He came early in the morning with this huge IKEA bag. He came by bike. Scrawny little guy. Very friendly, very friendly man. And he had all these like little weight plates and, you know, dumbbells to put together to load. So he takes a dumbbell and he puts a five and a five. And I'm like, well, now it's a 15-pound dumbbell. Like, we have those. Why are you bringing them from home? It's not special. Anyways, he would set up at a squat rack for a good like 90 minutes in the morning and just tinker with those dumbbells and do strange lifts and I think his main workout was actually to lug this IKEA back back and forth for wherever he lived on the bike. that seemed very dangerous to me, but like I said, he was a very friendly man, I just could never figure out what he was trying to do. But you know, so be it. Then we of course had the "I used to be awesome, formerly bodybuilder." you know he had all these weird belts, like go heavy or go home, your workout is my warm up et cetera, etc etc. And he was wearing a belt. All the time, like on the treadmill, you know, maybe in the shower, I don't know. And he also always had a toothpick in his mouth, which I find particularly disturbing. And he would always tell everybody what they should be doing. Now, like, look at him, like, uh, you look like, you know, you only lift a fork. But, you know, people have large amounts of confidence. Like, there was another guy, we internally called him the toad. He looked like, he had like a huge belly and skinny arms and legs. And he would come up to you in the locker room in you know various stages of undress and be like, Hey, I think I look better now and he'd be like, I'm going blind. Please go away. So, you know, that was that. And we had another guy, he worked for FedEx. He came to the gym to take a nap on a leg extension. It was a strange thing. He had a membership, I mean I assume, and then he walked down in the middle of the gym, sit on leg extension. I was out for 30 minutes, then he got back up, he went back to work. So, you know, I mean, each their own, right? That's, that's nightly. Then we had a guy, he was very, st- like, like even in my world, he was strange. So he was shaped like a pear, not a great physique, I'm sorry, I don't, but he had all the gear, he had the uh, pit bull gym, the stringer tank top, he had the belt, he had the gloves, he had the gallon with the pre-worker. So he walks in, into the gym and he's all amped up. He's like, yeah, let's do it. He had chalk on his hands. Then he screams, do or die, do or die. Then he grabs two dumbbells, 50s I believe, and does like sort of a like weird shrug, like two reps, and then he leaves. I was like, wow, that's a lot of prep work for two mediocre reps, but you know, the body world is, is full of strange people. Like when I was competing in the Eastern, um, there was a big show in downtown New York, and there was a guy who was basically the mascot. We called him Steve, I'm not sure that was his name. He would show up, no tan, not shaved, and he would sign up for the heavyweights people like yours truly and compete with us and he would sort of flex and the promoters give him like a full minute of like posing and so on and so forth and you know he always didn't win but he was always cool like he was just a bit weird but one year he went apeshit he he was like i should have won the show this is all rigged and i said like, well you know you're kind of missing 80 pounds of muscle so that's probably the first problem And it was—he just went off. I've never seen him ever since. You know, hope he's doing okay. You know, also when people work out, sometimes you wonder. So a guy, he took the term skull crushers like way too literally. Like you know, he was lying on the bench, and he was hitting his forehead with the dumbbells while doing it. And I was like, I—I'm so confused. And then it gets worse. He stands up. He does the same thing with hammer curls, like hitting his shoulders. And I was like, I, I can't help you. You know, it's actually like helpless people. So there was a trainer. She had a guy. I mean, no offense, like the guy was just not an athletic talent, you know, was probably a very nice man, but. So she had him jump on the boso ball, over bench, another boso ball, you get the idea. And of course it happens what you expect to happen. He crashes into the bench, like, you know. Then we didn't see him for like a couple of weeks, rehab I assume. And he comes back to the same train. I was like, don't you ever learn? So then she sits him on the ball and has him do single arm overhead press. And needless to say, the inevitable happens. He rolls over, and as he rolls over, he hits himself in the head with a dumbbell. And that's when he quit for good. Yeah, good for him, finally. Had a guy that came to my gym, wanted to train. He did literally, he did one rep, and he walked out, he's like, this isn't for me. I'm like, well, there you have it. I had a guy who did three sessions with me at a time, maybe 10 years ago, and he didn't pay me. And his argument was, well, I don't look like you yet. And then I just concluded like, okay, this guy's just so off the rocker that it's gonna cost me X dollars to get rid of him. I don't want this guy like ever having contact with me. So I'm like, you know, good you wins. Know? By the same token, it was, this guy was actually much nicer. It was a guy who walks in like in November and says, so I'm gonna look like Zac Efron by December. And I said, well, you have to specify the year. He looks at me like, what do you mean? I mean, this year. I was like, four weeks from now? No. And he was so disappointed and sad. And I I tried to convey to him that, you know, you never lifted the weight, so you're kind of like 10 years behind the curveball here. But Uh, yeah, he was, he left. He, you know, he didn't, uh, didn't want to train there anymore. So, you know, pray for the better. I probably forgotten more incidents than I remember, but uh, I also don't want to belittle anybody. In the grand scheme of things, I think it's great that people train with weights and go to the gym. And you know, I probably myself looked like an idiot many times over in my career in gyms. So in the end, you know, such is life. And there's just those things that make life memorable and interesting, my God.